Welcome to Last Weekly, where we talk, laugh, and sometimes bitch. Who am I kidding? This week, there's going to be very little bitching, a whole lot more laughing. I'm Kevin Williams, and my co-host, Anthony Tone Show Nunez. <laughs> how you doing, Tone? I'm doing good, Kev. How you feeling post-January 20th? That's how I'm for Oh, my God. You know what? Um, for me, 2021 didn't start until the morning of uh, January 20th. That's when 2020 ended. And if I think about it, I really believe 2020 actually started in 2016. And so 2020 Four long scores. 2020 is finally over. <laughs> All right. So, what we're going to be doing is we're just going to be free flowing and talking about the events of the week. Uh, obviously, with a focus on the inauguration and its aftermath and the first couple of days of the uh, Biden administration. Ooh, I get shivers when I say it. Uh, <laughs> and um, if you're not feeling in a political mood, no worries. We got you covered because you know what? Tone and I are unhitching the trailer. And we're going beyond trailer talk to actually talk about a show. So we're going in on the first three episodes of WandaVision. All right, Tone. So what did you think of the inauguration? Like, what were your first thoughts? What was uh, from the beginning to end? Let's kind of go through the day. Um, How did you feel about the actual festivities, the inauguration ceremony? Well, before we even talk about the ceremony, we have to address... The fact that this inauguration was like no inauguration anybody remembers in, in near history because uh, it basically the Capitol was it was like a military zone. It was it's like you've never I've never seen it. It's so amazing to me how how gradual Kevin it's become like from like like you said 2016 to 2020 and like our world has shifted so much if you remember Obama's inauguration it was such a festive such a celebration it was so much joy those two inaugurations and Trump's inauguration I want to say there's a lot of joy but it it wasn't what he left behind was a very different thing visually to see to the point that basically people crowds weren't even accepted in the area so let's let's definitely put that forward well, okay. Well, part of it is absolutely. There's no denying. Uh, part of the reason why the inauguration was the way it was was because of the insurrection that happened. Uh, like, I don't. Was it even two full weeks before? Was it two full weeks? Maybe I think it was two full weeks before. Time has shifted, Kevin. Ever since I, I know, the time is, is crazy. So, um, so that is part of it. But part of it also is COVID. So, um, the idea that the Biden administration trying to have a very different look and a very different focus than Trump. They weren't going to have crowds of people, even if crowds of people wanted to be there. One of the things that really bugged me was one of uh, uh, Trump's right wing supporters, uh, who's I'm not going to even name her by name, uh, a famous talking head. You can probably guess that she's blonde. But anyway, um, no offense to blonde people, because she's not a natural one of you anyway. So don't take offense. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> She's a fake blonde. So anyway, um, uh, she was saying how the reason why the, uh, they were doing all the security is because they wanted to hide the fact that no one would come to uh, Joe Biden's inauguration. And it's just like, I just love and, and, and she got thousands of likes and retweets. And so 
I know that these people live in an alternate universe um, and don't believe in the truth, but it's some of the, the lies they tell are so in your face. Literally, the the Saturday when we found out when that when this news media started actually uh, uh, saying that Joe Biden was uh, the president elect, uh, president elect, um, people literally started dancing in the streets mm-hmm. all across the country, and for that matter, all around the world, spontaneous celebrations all over. So the idea that nobody wanted him and Kamala Harris to run the country is ludicrous. And that you would put that you would say something that uh like that publicly just seems like I just I don't even know what to say. Uh and then after what happened on I believe January 6th was the uh insurrection the idea that you would try and put out there like oh there this is just a this is just some kind of uh uh uh, what's that word? Um, did I say ruse already? Maybe that. Um, uh, yeah, ruse, uh, or some kind of conspiracy to basically hide the fact that nobody wants to, uh, would come to Joe Biden's inauguration is ridiculous. And so, if people did come, it would be too many people, and they'd be too close together. Um, I will say this: I was stunned at how the intimacy of it felt. And, um, uh, and to me, I was moved by the, uh, by the, basically the whole day. And let me tell, I'll, I'll admit something that I don't know if anybody else experienced this. I haven't seen anybody talking about this publicly, but I was too nervous to watch the inauguration live. I was so worried about there being an assassination attempt or worse successfully of uh, 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 someone be assassinated or a bomb and uh, a bunch of people being hurt. The family members, not just the principals, even people like Mitch McConnell. I don't want Mitch McConnell being assassinated or murdered and blown up. Um, even though I don't, I, I want him to be, you know, out of office, but not killed. So um, I could not watch it live because I thought we would actually see something like that live because earlier in the week, I don't know if you had heard this part, the, when the National Guard came to kind of hold things down, mm-hmm. they actually started finding that some of the National Guards had ties to some of these right wing uh, like organizations and some would say people they are telling the truth racist organizations like the proud boys and so they actually had to pull some of the people that were there protecting the capital and there was fear that there may actually be some insiders who were loyal to trump and not loyal to the country that were like even secret service people and so they they were like double and triple vetting like the people that are supposed to be there to protect because they might be on another side or might be a part of trying to do something and also there were uh, pipe bombs that were found at the dnc and the rnc uh leading up to the inauguration so i could not sleep before like days before i was like uh, very little sleep just super nervous about this whole thing and so i had to like just wait for a bit and like watch it on delay <laughs> like wow. you know how they, those old facts the delay so you like mm-hmm. for the cursing delay i needed an assassination delay wow it just shows you how much, Kevin, like, it's just shifted from, you know, just something that we've taken for granted, just a peaceful, normal, boring exchange of power has become this. You know, one thing I want to say, just uh, to the people that support this man, I'm, I'm, I, first of all, good on you listening to this podcast. 
<laughs> I'm pretty shocked that you're still listening. But <laughs> if you are listening, the idea that this man could not put on his big boy pants to be at the inauguration. Do you think that Hillary Clinton, a woman who got three million more, over three million more votes than him, that she had to get up, put on lipstick mm-hmm. and heels to watch this buffoon that she knew all the things that she predicted and told us that he was going to do all came to pass, if not worse than what she told us the future with him being president would look like. I told you so. Yep. Yeah. So she managed to put herself together and come there. And oh, my God, Michelle Obama, you know, she didn't want to be there, mm-hmm. but she was there. And you know what the difference is? They're friggin' grown-ups. And what do they care about? This country. They put themselves second and the country first. And that man-child never, ever put the country first. It was all about him from the beginning to the end. And so it was fitting that he didn't show up. I think it was a better event because he wasn't there. Uh good on Mike Pence for showing up. And um and before the uh event, uh Joe Biden had invited uh both Republican and Democratic leaders to come to uh with him to church services before and uh a lot of them took him up on it. And then Trump had his little goodbye rally, his pity party mm-hmm. thing. Ugh. And let's talk about Kevin at the actual event and how I, I got to give it to them. They they really brought back. They they really were trying to bring back that energy. And the fact that it was it, being televised this time was more important than ever because of COVID and, and the situation. And the I would say that it was more of a fashion show than anything else. And I feel like the country needed a little bit of an escape from the artists that perform to the people, what they wore. Like it, it was it was a nice escape. And it was like, wow, we've actually gotten here to January 20th and seeing Joe Biden not being from going from elected uh, president elected just being president. It was such a sigh of relief. So I, I could definitely relate. Okay, so let's talk about some of the acts. Okay, Lady Gaga uh, sang the uh, national anthem. One little thing, I don't know if you know this, that kind of made it her performance, which was amazing. When is Lady Gaga not amazing? But what made it even extra special is the taste of tears. (laughs) Because I don't know if you know this, but apparently Donald Trump asked Lady Gaga, Gaga to perform at his inauguration. And apparently he was furious that she performed at Joe Biden's. Which made every note sound even sweeter. I was reading that that he was they were reporting that he was upset that Jennifer Lopez, Lady Gaga and all these people had, were going to come sing. And you know what, Kevin? I've I I I'm not a, a Lady Gaga fan, but I gotta admit I was really surprised that she she had, without any auto tune or you know any studio post production she has a really nice voice like a decent voice on her. I was really impressed. No, Lady Gaga with all the pomp, all the crazy outfits, and she is a real singer. She can actually sing. So a lot normal. Normally, when you have people that put on a big show, mm-hmm. it's it's to basically you know uh, hide their singing voice. Madonna. <laughs> But anyway, um, so but oh, dare you. but but oh, in dare her, you. we have some audio problems. I don't know, but anyway, um, 
<laughs> but uh, Lady Gaga actually can sing. She actually is very talented. But anyway, so, uh, well, the funny thing is, my, one of my favorite things about Republicans is they get so hung up on, oh, Democrats are all about celebrity and elites. But then whenever there is a Republican, uh, who, uh, a, a entertainer that comes out as a Republican, then, oh, they can't embrace them hard enough. Uh, again, uh, they wanted, they tried to come for Lady Gaga. They wanted to come for for J-Lo, but um, Vanilla Ice, when uh, we had Vanilla Ice performing at uh, Mar-a-Lago um, for New Year's with no, not a mask in sight, mm-hmm. um, they were cool with that, so um, I lo- the, the, my, the hypocrisy, they always have a problem with celebrities uh, getting into politics when those celebrities are liberal, but when, uh, but when it's a Republican, oh, they can't have Chachi at the, uh, 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 speaking at a Republican v- convention fast enough when they can get kid rock oh they are over the friggin' moon when they can get a third rate uh reality show star to be their president oh my god they worship that golden calf for all it's worth and he even stuck him up he stood him up kevin he didn't even go there he vanilla i showed up and juliana a whole bunch of people paid a whole bunch of money for those plates and he didn't even show up because he didn't want he, he didn't want to admit the fact that he lost Oh, God. But anyway, so speaking of uh, Jennifer Lopez, what did you think of her remix? Because what she did was not only did she sing America the Beautiful, but she uh, went into uh, uh, she she actually like name checked herself by mentioning her, her song. Let's get loud. So she went into a little bit of that. And then she went into uh, reciting part of uh, I, I believe was it the Pledge of Allegiance in Spanish or something? Um. Uh. Wait. Mm-hmm. Uh. She said something in Spanish. Do you know what she said? She said, "Under God." Um. I believe it was part of the. the oh wait, allegiance. one nation under God, mm-hmm. indivisible, mm-hmm. with liberty and justice for all. And she said that in Spanish, which you know, Republican heads all, just were exploding all across the country <laughs> because news. she deigned to to say it in Spanish. But um, I didn't have a problem with the Spanish part. But honestly, I did have a problem with the uh, "Let's Get Loud" part because I just kind of felt like, really, do you have to? Cause just I don't know. Cause if anybody else was doing uh doing that kind of thing, like if not the I, I don't know if if all of a sudden like you know if Rihanna was asked to perform and she was singing the national anthem and uh and the Rockets red glare and 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 then she started us uh, uh, uh talking about uh shot back like a diamond, I'd be like, wait a minute. So I just it I don't know. It just to me that was a little over the line. I agree, Kevin. Um, I actually appreciated Lady Gaga's performance for how clean it was. It was just like it was her voice, and that was it. And I thought it was, even though um, she wore her outfit, I thought was was a little bit loud, but it was very tame for Lady Gaga. It was of the moment, and I thought that yes, you're an entertainer, but I feel like sometimes you just have to basically, you know, kind of fit in where you where you fit in. And she should have kept it basically a little bit more simple. Yeah, and I don't, the the Spanish to me was a statement because basically what she was saying is, uh, being of Latin descent, you know, like she, uh, uh, she is an American, and there are people that are American that are from different places that they uh, they 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 were either born here or they uh they applied for citizenship here, and they are Americans, and everybody who is American doesn't all look the same way, they don't all have the same background, so I get what she was doing when she said that in Spanish, and um, it was very powerful, but the but to me it. 
shit was ruined with the Let's Get Loud. One of my biggest hits, people. It's just like, I'm just like, oh, come on. It's just like, and it didn't even fit in into the song. It didn't even like, let's get loud about America? What are, what are we, about how beautiful? I, I don't, what are you? I, so I just thought that was a bit much. Uh, Kevin, I also, um, let's, let's, let's watch some more Fox Heads Explode. There's no official language in the United States. English is not the official language. I know it hurts. Go find a safe place. Oh, well, first of all, if there is a native language for the United States, it is Cherokee. So, yeah, <laughs> sit down and shut up. So, yeah, I don't, I don't have any problem with the Spanish part, but I, th- I thought it was weird to blend those songs together. I just thought it should have been, like, you know, a little bit more to the, to the point. I, I really did appreciate, though, how all the acts seem to, like, uh, basically represent a, dis- a different segment of America. Oh my God! Yeah, you had um, uh, what's his name? I got uh, Garth Brooks. Brooks mm-hmm. <laughs> like friends in low places. Um, he performed, and he had to release a statement. I guess anybody who's a country artist who was brave enough to be a part of any of the festivities on inauguration day mm-hmm. had to put out some statement saying that this isn't a political statement. This is just me loving America. I'm not supporting Joe Biden in particular. They had to kind of say that because they know that their fan base is, you know. Mm, insane so um the, so i appreciated garth brooks showing up there and i think that his little hair hat kept his head warm so that was nice kevin but um, to be fair we we we, uh, we a lot of people myself included a lot of people that gave ice cuba a, a lot of hate for um for saying something that people thought was in support of Trump and little Wayne who just got pardoned by Trump. A lot of people gave him a lot of hate. So they also do it in the hip hop community and, uh, and, uh, and Democrats do it as well. When an artist supports us, anything, you know, maybe in a Trump event, they automatically take it as a political statement. So I think that we have to say it also. Well, okay. Now that's, I guess that's fair to say, but to me, to, uh, to say that you want to be a part of, of uh inauguration where again the difference is and i i don't think it's the same thing and i know people are trying to say it's the same thing the 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 racist kind of things that trump was supporting and the things that he was saying and all of not to even mention the whole um uh, access hollywood tape or all the 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 like 20 more than 20 women that have said that they were sexually assaulted and you know straight up raped by him so that you're standing with that person versus standing with somebody innocuous like uh joe biden there's difference to me you're not saying you're supporting him but when you stand when you get on a stage for somebody who has said as many racist things and called i mean when he came down the escalator the first one of the first things he said was you know mexicans are rapists and so the idea that an artist would go and stand with him and perform for him, then yes, I would write you off. But I don't think any other, again, uh, there are people that performed with, uh, when, uh, George Bush was president that didn't get canceled and didn't get called out by everybody for performing with them. So it is, it isn't a left right thing. There are plenty of people who have supported and performed uh are done fundraisers for people who are republican that nobody is bad an eye at it's been a very specific thing in particular about this individual i'm not claiming it's ever never happened before but the the focus on the people that stood with trump very early on or who performed for him i thought it was very much deserved and it's not the same i don't think it's an equal thing that some country artist who's performing um, at Joe Biden's inauguration is saying that he stands for Joe Biden's tax policies and everything else that he stands for. Um, but uh, I think that when you align yourself with somebody who is supported by Nazis, then yeah, people are going to have questions. 
and that's fair also. But I, maybe I, maybe Vanilla Ice just needed that check, you know. Uh- <laughs> oh, uh, I, oh, I, he absolutely needed that check, and and but I think it's going to cost him more checks than uh than the the money that he actually made on that day. Um, so I guess he'll just and maybe he just came out completely like Kid Rock, where he's just a straight up Republican, and so he will just you know be performing at a, a Republican con- functions. He'll perform at the next uh their next convention and stuff like that. And that'll just be his his main gigs now. It, it appears to be, but Kevin, we have to get to the meat and well, really, what people tune in to listen to us talk about was Bernie Sanders and his chair. That's what people want to talk about. <laughs> That's what they're here for. Once again, <laughs> so tell them about the chair and Bernie. Okay, Sanders. so yeah, so Bernie Sanders was I. It, it's it's amazing how this caught fire. Um, at the inauguration, he's sitting by himself. I guess he was social distancing. He his wife wasn't there. He's on a chair, like seemingly like there's no one around him. There's like a there's no one near him, like more than six. 10 20 feet around mm-hmm. like a, a full circle of nobody but Vernie sitting on a folding chair and it's super cold and so he's all bundled up and he has on these serious hardcore mittens <laughs> these mittens did not come to play they came to keep him warm and someone took up that picture and they have they used it in all kinds of ways the memes will not stop coming <laughs> <laughs> they will not stop. It's been an avalanche of memes, and and what's fun to me is how everybody is getting in on it because I had seen so many different ones from regular people, but now celebrities have gotten in on the act. And I saw just uh before we started recording the show, um, Jamie Lee Curtis uh did one where it's the it's a scene from the movie True Lies where she's stripping oh, for yeah. uh, uh in the bedroom uh 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 for her uh she thinks she doesn't know it's for her husband. She thinks she's doing it for some spy guy or something. I can't remember the story but anyway they stuck bernie sanders in there so she posted that she goes i want to i want to get on in on this it's just it has been a sheer delight and the cool thing about bernie sanders which is why so many young people love him is the fact that he he was on uh different late night talk shows so i'm like oh no this is i'm enjoying it too this is so much fun so i guess what else could he say but it has been hilarious do you have any personal favorites the millionaire class <laughs> uh, i just love i just feel like bernie sanders is so earnest they had i saw pictures they were because first i started seeing pictures all over the place he, he had an envelope with them and they were saying bernie's going to the post office that's what i kept people tweeting about and then he's going to the inauguration and and then it, it even grew from that now i saw our official accounts like i saw that the new york city subway had a had like a, a little gif with him and sitting down I saw one of Bernie, like, I, I don't know where this, tell me, Kevin, tell me where this movie's from. There, there's a GIF that I really like. It's um, Aquaman. I don't I don't know his real name. <laughs> Come on. Um, oh, um, 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 oh, my God. From, um, Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa from um, Stargate Atlantis. That's where I know him from. And he opens a chair. What is, what is that from? I don't know. You know, oh, the chair one is my, I was going to say, that's my favorite one too. I don't know what that's from, where he basically, th- he has a, he has like this, um, um, it's not a, fo- it's not considered a folding chair. It's, it's basically a like this. chair, like a camping chair. A it's a camp chair. chair Cause you basically, it, it basically, it, it slides into like a sleeve and you, he basically like, like an umbrella, he unfurls it with one hand and then plops it down. Super cool. It is the most James Bondy like kind of, of thing I've ever seen happen with a chair before, where the way he throws the chair down and he kind of like looks at the camera like yeah 
Take that. And so <laughs> somebody basically added Bernie. So when he throws the chair down, Bernie Sanders is already sitting in it. And it just, I roared when I saw that for the first time. I, I, I got to agree, Kevin. Like, that, it's definitely the one that took the, the gusto. And my wife ran to me and she's like, look at this, look at this. And she basically averted my eyes. And I'm like, wow. Because it's such a classic meme already. And they just like upped it. Like, it's 100%. Like, that's it. It's fresh. Oh, my God. There's so many Games of Thrones, um, uh, me, where he's seen like in the Game of Thrones uh, uh, chair, the throne. I've seen ones where he's at Central Perk with the with the Friends gang. They just, <laughs> he is in place. Every, there's nothing. You, can, you can't think of anything in pop culture where they have not placed him. They even, okay, the original, the original from the like 60s, Planet of the Apes, the big moment where. <laughs> <laughs> you see the uh statue of liberty and um and uh what's his name realizes uh uh, uh what's his name what's that actor's name charlton charles heston uh, yeah charlton heston realizes that he's actually on earth, earth. you know you ruined it and so <laughs> bernie sanders is sitting in that chair right right next to the <laughs> statue of liberty <laughs> like oh my god Okay, we also have to talk about the 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 surprise like star mm-hmm. uh from the inauguration um a person named Amanda Gorman, the youngest ever poet laureate uh to be uh, named po- poet laureate. She has caused a sensation tone uh with that poem and we're not going to play the whole thing cuz we want to get sued but I will recite the closing line which absolutely gave me goosebumps mm-hmm. uh for there is always light if only we're brave enough to see it if only we're brave enough to be it so to give you an idea of how much of a sensation that poem and this girl has become she has two books that have yet to be published, but they are already Amazon bestsellers. The pre-orders have made her two books sell more copies and be on the, the number one seller. Now, she is above Barack Obama and everybody else you can think of that has a book out. She is a number one and number two on the Amazon top ten. Yeah, the power, Kevin, the, the, the power of those words and to see those words come out of someone so young, it, it, it was just very of the moment. And after, after Obama's presidency, I just thought we were going to be pushed forward. We were going to be in this post racial world. And obviously that's not what happened, but like to see the youth just taking center stage, it was really amazing. Like that young lady, she, she, she captivated America. Oh my God. And, and I was thinking about being captivated. I don't know if you saw the interview that, um, uh, what's his name? Anderson Cooper did with her. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. He was gushing. He, it, it, the, the, he was, he was so enamored with her as she told her story. I mean, I was enamored too because I mean, when you hear her backstory about the fact that she had a speech impediment and there were literally certain, uh, uh, like letters of the alphabet that she could not pronounce at all. And that was part of how she, she spoke through writing and, 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 and she practiced reciting things. And uh, Lynn Manuel uh, Miranda, uh, the uh, the creator of Hamilton, uh, uh, was tweeting about her. And um, uh, and so it turns out that she recited some of the raps from that show to help her learn how to pronounce the words, the R word, the R sounds. And so just her her backstory is so amazing. She's so insanely talented. She's going to be a huge thing. And so finally, there's someone to 
we've been I don't know about you, but I've been waiting for someone to pick up the Maya Angelou torch. This girl picked it up and she took off running. Uh, those are huge shoes, but I could definitely say that she took one of her shoes and she ran off. I agree with you. <laughs> she did, <laughs> she did, those are huge shoes to fill, but I could definitely say she took one of her shoes and she ran off and she could put the other shoe on in time. I, I will agree with you. Oh, yeah. She took off. Okay. So let's talk about the evening's fix. Oh, wait. Anything else you want to say? So the whole thing, yes, the 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 actual swearing in happened. Um, we have our first uh, female vice president, and she was sworn in by Elena Kagan, the very first Latina uh, to be a Supreme Court justice. So it just felt that kind of felt perfect to me, um, having her be the one to swear her in. Um, so let's talk about the night event. Did you watch the cele- uh, celebrating America performances? Any of that? I, I did not watch the Celebrate America performances, so Kevin definitely filled me in. But before, oh my god, okay, I took notes and I was like, I'm gonna love discussing this with Tone. But anyway, basically, what what uh, what was kind of amazing about it was this: what they did was, um, that uh, the there were events that were happening in Washington D.C., but they had events happening all across the country. So to give you an idea, of some of the acts they had first, we had Bruce Springsteen perform uh, "The Land of Hope and Dreams," and he was in front of the washington monument and they had bon jovi singing here comes the sun uh, uh in miami florida and what was amazing was how gorgeous i wanted to talk about just the cinematography of it i'm like wasn't that spectacular but you didn't see it you know what it's all on youtube check it out what was amazing was <laughs> when they start singing it it's like it's dark and it's like and as they're singing it, and to get to the 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 the, the climax of the song song the sun has risen they literally timed it perfectly so the it's literally dark at the beginning of the song and it's and and they're they're at this harbor uh and it's it's of uh, the you see the ocean behind it was gorgeous it was so the 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 what's the word the um it's called something value i can't my brain is still not working i still haven't caught up on my sleep <laughs> um uh the, the the there's a what's that term like when the, uh with go ahead there's a, like a term when you uh, uh uh when like when something like a, a show like production value okay the production values were off the chain off the charts it was amazing looking then there was the the justin timberlake singing a duet with this guy uh uh aunt uh clemens and um they sang a song called uh uh they sing a song called um better days in memphis tennessee they took us to church tone it was amazing and the production values to give you an idea how cool it was so uh you see uh, the song begins with ant singing and he's singing with a uh, this this band and he, he's like in some kind of like big theater then all of a sudden this door opens up and then uh, justin timberlake walks in and he and they're both singing and then they the, all of a sudden they walk out and they walk out of the theater they're in and they walk uh like and it's nighttime and they're walking on these wet um memphis streets and the as the camera pulls back we see that the marquee on the theater says biden harris and as they walk there's like this choir of people not dressed in a choir but just regular people like dressed like uh, at this intersection all the streets are just open and it's dark like they must have filmed it like at four o'clock in the morning and they sing their asses off it was amazing the power of it and um i didn't even know i needed that but they gave me what i didn't know i needed then we cut to the foo fighters they performed uh 
in Seattle, Washington. And what was neat about each performance was each performance was introduced by a regular American of note. People that are doing incredible things. Like there was a UPS driver and um, all the extra things he was doing for the people that um, uh, needed help during COVID. There was a little girl named Megan who wanted to, when she found out that the kids that were used to go to her school because of COVID, they weren't schooling at home, that some of them were hungry. They didn't have food because they would get their main their main meals, breakfast and, and lunch would come from the school. So she wanted to raise money for them, but it wasn't safe to do a lemonade stand. So what she did was an online virtual lemonade stand where you give money Money and she sends you a coupon for when the when when things are clear, she will be serving lemonade. I could not believe it. She raised over fifty two thousand dollars to what? feed needy kids. Amazing. So all kinds of stories like that. Healthcare workers, all these different people, he true everyday heroes, each of them in a different part of the country introduced the uh the next act that was also in that part of the country. So there was this incredible teacher who went viral for uh doing a lesson uh uh doing less doing TikTok lessons uh that were getting kids excited about learning from home and she introduced the Fool Fighters cuz she's also from Seattle. And um so I thought that was absolutely amazing. John Legend talk about being taken to church. John Legend uh, sang in front of the Lincoln uh, uh, Monument and it was a breathtaking performance. I mean, he never disappoints his voice, but there was just seemed like something extra. Just the setting, it was so moving. And um, uh, let's see, uh, in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, Tyler Hubbard, a country artist and Tim McGraw performed Undivided, an original song that he created um, uh, during the pandemic about how divided the country is and how we need to come together. Uh, and then there was a part where President uh, Obama, Bush and Clinton all talked about the peaceful transfer of power what that means and why that makes America special. And that was super meaningful um, uh, to, to see that. But then what brought it home for me, there was the last two acts. Demi Lovato mm-hmm. brought the house down. She this is she absolutely did a bop version of Bill uh, Weathers. Um, uh, classic lovely day. She was in Los Angeles and she was backed up by healthcare workers from all across the country that were all like, uh, uh, performing along with singing backup. It was crazy tone. It was so good. The song was, I actually, show you how much I like this. I am not even kidding. And if you don't believe me, you can check my Twitter feed. I said, oh, Demi, I need this in my life. I need this to be a single. I need you. They can give the money to charity. You can put the money in your own pocket. I don't care. It needs to be on Spotify. It's that good. Then the climax of the show was Katy Perry singing Firework. uh, And the the most spectacular fireworks display I have ever seen. And we see Joe Biden and Dr. Uh, Biden standing uh, on the balcony of the White House watching the fireworks display as Katy Perry is singing. It was spectacular. And it was it was just, I think, like what the country needed. Not the song choices were so perfect uh, about healing and us and us being together and what it means to be American. But then to have ordinary 
ext- ordinary yet extraordinary people all across this country because this isn't about just Washington DC this is about America and to me the celebration of America it was aptly titled and it was so well executed and it was hosted by Tom Hanks America's dad so it was it was perfection wow <laughs> Kevin hearing you say it it's like I, 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 part of it was just I, I watched it, like the magnitude of it. Wow, like it, it sounds pretty amazing. It sounded like it was, it was a pretty so, amazing. It was so well done. I was, and I didn't even, I kind of, I was, I was an afterthought, and I thought, well, let me just check it out. And I could not get over how well it was done, and it was just pitch perfect. That was what I really admired about it. It was pitch perfect. It was exactly what I feel like the country needed. I, 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 I this is going to sound like total bs but it's absolutely true i felt lighter after watching it i felt more positive i mean that little girl raised fifty two thousand dollars because she was it dawned on her that other kids were hungry i just i don't know it was so touching the healthcare workers and some of those healthcare workers were jamming i mean they came to rock i was like oh my god if the if the med career doesn't work out for you you have a career uh being a backup dancer because you some of them were working it it was so fun and while kevin was having a huge ball enjoying this earlier in the day i was having a huge ball because i got to see the most normal ass press conference that i've seen <laughs> I'm talking about the press briefing of, of, of that was missing in four years of my life. I didn't know I needed a press briefing from a White House press secretary so bad until I, I saw this press briefing earlier that day. Okay, to give you an idea about, like I told you earlier how I was so stressed out about the inauguration. So I, after the inauguration was over and I knew that no one had been killed, I was still like, you know, more relaxed, uh, uh, less, I shouldn't say, I wasn't relaxed yet, I was less tense. But then the first press briefing happened, and I was watching this woman who was competent, who spoke in complete sentences, and she didn't threaten or belittle the reporters who were asking her questions. And as I watched it, it was like a hug. And honestly, I literally li- I I was lying on the couch like watching it and I drifted off to sleep. It was as she spoke <laughs> with such confidence. It was like a lullaby tone. I swear to God. It is like grown-ups are in charge of our country again. And I'm like, huh. Kevin, it was so it was it was so relaxing after watching inauguration. I'm completely with you. And she just has just the uh she she comes across as professional warm but still you can tell that she'll tell you where the line is like this this uh jen jen um pensky sensky saki i think the p is silent she just did a great job and she's a redhead i know redheads are out there (laughs) well my favorite thing about that shows that she is not to be effed with is um one of the uh reporters uh tried to come for her saying how well what are what are what is the Biden administration going to do they want to get this uh they want to get new covid uh 19 legislation passed what are they going to give the republicans in exchange of a part of their priorities and she goes oh um so joblessness um, isn't a priority for the Republicans. Um, I believe aren't aren't their priorities actually getting their constituency, uh, keeping them fed and in their homes. I just like she jujitsu them so friggin' good. <laughs> I was just like I I actually did a slow clap. I was like. <laughs> 
I had to stand up. I was like, damn, girl. I'm like, okay. You know, she is not to be effed with. As pleasant and as as pretty and competent as she is, she's like, no, she will not play. And I just, I thought that was perfection. Because so many of the past kind of uh, uh, people in that position that are Democrats would do kind of th- some kind of thing where, oh, well, we're going to give, you know, some kind of school voucher or some kind of thing. Like, no, w- no. Why should we have why should we have to basically pay you to take care of your constituents to keep people in their homes? Why should we have to give you anything for that? Amazing, Kevin. She, Nicholas Cage, uh, Chuck Norris. I'm like, they weren't <laughs> expecting it. They were not expecting. It. I was so blown away. It was so it was good. Beautiful. And then another person who, t- to me, blew me away with another press conference was a uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci's very first press conference with uh, under the new administration. And and they're okay, speaking about memes. If if you thought there weren't enough <laughs> memes going on with Bernie Sanders, all kinds of memes about uh, about Anthony Fauci because I don't know if you saw it or if you saw pictures from it. He literally looks ten years younger than he did a mm-hmm. week ago. Mm-hmm. And so, so my favorite meme of that is a picture of like of uh, Luke Skywalker in um in the Last Jedi, and then Luke Skywalker in A New Hope. And so, so it's like, <laughs> like, and it goes like before, after. That's <laughs> just it amazing. How it started, how it's going. Exactly. And so, um, one of the things that when he would when he was in. in First of all, he is so much classier than I will ever hope to be, because yep. when he was asked about like, well, what is the difference you feel, you know, uh, being after being through the in the Trump administration now with the Biden administration? And so he said, well, uh, well, I don't want to basically rehash all of the past. But what I will say is the difference is um, if I don't know the answer to something, it, you know, uh, the difference in the, uh, the Biden administration, if we don't know the answer, to something we're to say, we don't know the answer. Don't just make stuff up. In other words, like, ooh, like that, but that was the classiest shade ever, um, ever thrown. I thought the way he handled that was so brilliant. It's just like, yeah, he goes, um, yeah, he goes, now science leads the way. The whole hydrochloroquine stuff, those days are over. Uh, we're talking, we're going to deal with scientific facts because what we were dealing with, uh, for the year of COVID with, with Trump in charge was fiction. Kevin, and what's so amazing is if you look at all the pictures in the video from Dr. Fauci before, every single time he had Donald Trump hovering over him. And the minute he got off the mic, Donald Trump would come and basically contradict everything he said. Here, it was just him by himself. There was nobody contradicting him. He looked so happy. Oh, oh, because again, Joe Biden is not a, a basically an, an attention hog child that like, look at me, look at me, look at me. I'm flipping. I'm look at, look at me, daddy. Look at me, mommy. Look at me. Look, look, look at what I'm doing. I'm juggling. He needs constant attention. He needs the eyes on him constantly. And so, he would not let Dr. Fauci. In fact, one of the reasons why he kind of, you know, Dr. Fauci got put in timeout is because it apparently it really bothered Donald Trump that that Dr. Fauci's approval rating was miles ahead of his. And speaking of that, one other delicious note that I forgot to mention uh, <laughs> is the fact that Trump left office with the lowest approval rating in the history of presidential approval ratings, the lowest ever. Oh, and uh, you want a cherry for that Sunday? I got one. Melania also has the lowest approval rating of 
any first lady ever. And one of the things that also gave me great joy. <laughs> I, remember I promised I said there'd be less bitching and a whole lot more laughter. <laughs> oh, I wasn't kidding. Um, I saw a, a Vanity Fair uh, did a tweet going uh, uh, saying like, you know, Melania Trump's uh, uh, first lady Melania Trump, uh, her legacy. And so all the comments were just like, can you have a legacy if you've done nothing? And then other people like the legacy, I mean, her legacy of destroying uh, the Rose Garden Garden. and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, and uh, trashing of uh, what uh, uh, what Jackie, uh, Jack, Jacqueline Kennedy did. Basically, she did nothing uh, in her four years of first lady. Uh, Wait wait a second, Kevin. She had those blood red Christmas trees. (laughs) Okay, I I guess. Yes, that's true. I get for people who are pro trees drenched in blood, I guess. uh, We're very happy about that. But anyway, so it was just kind of like the 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 way it's the way way it's going and the way it's uh, the way it started, the way it ended, the before and after. It was like it was like a it was a uh, we we knew it was going to be a train wreck. Uh, a lot most of us not uh, uh i should say half of us knew it was gonna be a train wreck but we had no idea how many casualties there would be and the idea that we've lost so many americans and trump was still using terms like well we rounded the corner and this is in the past when he even deigned to mention covid i mean he went weeks without even mentioning it um he disbanded you know they used to have they they were having the daily briefings until he got he started saying crazy crap like oh injecting yourself with bleach or, or, or getting uv light inside of people to cure them and then he's just like you know what let's just stop doing the briefings Kevin and 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 just to show you like how how not on the everyday man's level this man was and how le- how little did he care and how just crazy the stuff that he did was I found out this week because there was there was a few stories about it that he actually installed a button with a presidential seal on it and when he pushed that button somebody would come with a diet coke for him every single time he had a button specifically for diet cokes in oh, his office God. This is who yeah. we're dealing with, Kevin. Uh, they said that he drank 12 Diet Cokes a day and that he had a presidential button. It was, uh, apparently, the button was Obama was using the button for something more presidential, and he turned into a Diet Coke button on top of the Resolute desk. Well, yeah, because it wasn't like he was doing anything else other than watching a bunch of Fox News to see uh, when he was being mentioned and be mad when he wasn't being mentioned in a way that he liked. So wh- what else did he have to do other than drink Coke and watch TV? It wasn't like he was you know, actually doing any kind of actual presidential business other than like threatening other world leaders to go and help them uh, to help, get them to help him to stay in office. So, yeah, there was that, I guess. All right. So, um, <laughs> speaking of uh, the aftermath and what what the the first days of the, the Joe Biden um, administration looks like, let's discuss uh, Fox News. And I knew they'd have to come out swinging because of the fact that there is like contenders like oh um, OAN oh, or something. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, no, some oh, other yeah. network that basically uh, the Trump was mad at um, Fox News for actually correctly calling the fact that Joe Biden had won the state of uh, Arizona. And so he was uh, urging his followers. Um, I don't even call them supporters. They're followers because it's it absolutely is some kind of cult. And so he has uh, told them to stop watching Fox News. So there are, uh, Fox News has actually for the first time ever has lower ratings than CNN and MSNBC. And so now they've come they have to come out with more of the craziness. And so the first my favorite crazy thing was um Hannity 
was actually bitching about the fact the about the he referred to it as the disastrous first week uh, of the Biden administration. Joe Biden, when he said that on his show, Joe Biden had been president for 24 hours. And he was saying that this is the most disastrous week in presidential history. It's just like, do you not have access to a calendar? You're already coming out saying this is the worst <laughs> week ever, and it's only been one day. So just the, no shame. And then if that wasn't bad enough, um, Newt Gingrich was on Fox News saying that uh, a Joe Biden administration and the Democrats want to exterminate the GOP exterminate that was the the term he used and so they're not trying to turn down the temperature they're trying to turn it up and after what we just went through with the insurrection people died because of this rhetoric and these lies and they're continuing them already and what what pisses me off even more than them because they're the usual suspects we, we can't expect them to ever tell the truth or ever do the right thing or ever be more interested in the country than they are in their own ratings and making money and newt gingrich like selling people like gold and stuff whatever he's making he's gonna make money off of these people that are buying this crap is the new york times today there was a story about the fact that joe biden wore a rolex during the inauguration that's actually there's an article an article about it as if it means anything after what we just been through and what's so crazy about it is the idea that they want to make a controversy the fact that he's wearing a rolex after we had a president who literally had a golden toilet and, a and bragged about button. it a Diet Coke button and a jet with his name and everything else with his name on it. But we're, but Joe Biden is supposed to be wearing a watch he bought from Walmart to identify with uh, with uh, us regular Americans. But yet Donald Trump was supposed to be he was he was the one that uh, the, the, he was the one that was there to represent coal miners and people who worked at Walmart. They could get behind him. With his golden toilet and his jet uh, uh, and blazing with his name on it, but yet people can't get behind Joe Biden because he owns a nice watch. Is just loon. It, it I couldn't. I I did think it would take more time before we got to the BS controversies because when it comes to news. It's a beast that continually needs to be fed. They always need content, and so that's why we had stupid ass controversies like. Barack Obama's wearing a tan suit. Does that look presidential? Does that make him look weak to Vladimir Putin? His suit is in dark blue. What are we going to do? Or, oh my God, um, uh, Barack Obama ordered a hot dog and he put <gasps> Dijon mustard on it. Oh my God. That's not people in the heartland. How can I, how can they identify with, with some, with someone who's, who's metrosexual male who's using Dijon mustard? Yet they could identify identify with a man with a golden toilet and a throne in his house this is what happens when the, it's a 24-hour news cycle kevin and there's nothing else to fill the void so they fill up with this nonsense and joe biden is the oldest elected president he's the man is 78 years old and you're telling me that 78 years of life he can have one nice watch ridiculous absolutely ridiculous and annoying so is there before we go on to wandavision is there anything else you want to talk about when it comes to the last the events of the last few days 
the the man had a die coke bite. How come that's not like number one? I just find that so crazily amusing. Oh, <laughs> oh it uh, absolutely is crazy. <laughs> that, that never that there was there, apparently there was a Family Guy episode where they made fun of it that he pushed the die coke button. And there was also another crazy story about Melania that so apparently it's like it's it's a, it's a tradition that whenever the first lady uh, leaves um, the White House, she writes like personal notes, you know, to the staff of the White oh, House. Oh, I heard, I read that too. Go ahead. And they and these little notes, you know, are, are personal thank yous. You know, they're, they're basically little thank you uh, notes that she writes to the staff, telling her thank you so much for taking care of me. You know, for my for my term, be it four years or eight years. And Melania, this is this is how much she, she's the, she's a, she's a pro, because Fox News says that you know this is the, this is the president of the people and the first lady of the people. She cannot be brought to write her own le- her own little notes, so she actually had her staff apparently write them, and then she just signed them at the bottom. <laughs> she couldn't be bothered <laughs> again, which is why she is the least popular first lady in history. All right, so (laughs) let's unhitch the trailer tone and go beyond trailer talk to actually talk about a show. So we're going to talk about WandaVision, the new show that debuted a couple of weeks ago on uh, Disney+. Plus. Let me give you the synopsis of the show before we dive in and go deep. Oh, let me give you a couple of tidbits about the show, Kevin, before we do that. So, so WandaVision is an American television miniseries. It's streaming. It's created by Jack Schaefer. It's on Disney Plus. So you do need a Disney Plus subscription to watch this. It stars Elizabeth Olsen reprising her role of, of uh, Wanda. And you also have uh, Paul Bettany reprising the role of Vision. Again, this is um this is this this show that there's no timeline right now. We don't know if it follows the events of Endgame or it's before Endgame. They, we're basically up in the air, and it's nine episodes right now. We're on we, we episode three episodes are available on Disney Plus, and it's supposed to conclude on March fifth. Take it away, Cap. All right, uh, WandaVision blends the style of classic sitcoms with the MCU, in which Wanda Maximoff and Vision, two superpowered beings living their ideal suburban lives, begin to suspect that everything is not as it seems. All right, Tone, so uh, what did you think of the first three episodes of WandaVision. Let's let's start with the first episode. To give you an idea of how they're kind of uh doing this, uh the first one looked the set looked to me very similar, if not exactly like the one of the black and white Dick Van Dyke show with Mary Tyler Moore as his wife. And it had that look of uh early sixties look to it and it's in it's entirely in black and white except for a little hint of color at one point there's a commercial where we see a toaster and uh in the uh and when we see that toaster um there's a little part of the toaster that actually is red that's completely accurate kevin <laughs> so okay so um what did you okay uh, and, the, and there's a commercial in the middle of the episode and it's and, and it's it's called it's a toastmate by stark industries forget the past because this is your future is the tagline which is absolutely some kind of clue so what did you think do you have any thoughts on episode one in particular um episode one um Ke- Ke- kevin Kevin and I were going to just discuss episode one and two, and then we ended up watching the third episode, and I'm, and I'm so relieved because episode one, 
Um, for for anybody who's going into this after watching the Avengers movies like I did or watching any of the Marvel movies, it's 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 a very um it's a very steep hill to get over because if you're not into like this Dick Van Dyke or like you know bewitched type of show like a uh, black and white and and you know audience humor with you actually hear the laugh track, it's very hard sometimes to get into the actual episode. As far as the uh, far as the characters, we do have the characters uh, of Wanda and Vision, and it's it's all playing out like. Like a, like a situation comedy in the 50s and as much as i tried kevin um that's why i'm so glad that you that you told me hey watch episode three as well so we can discuss it as much as i tried to get it to episode one i just couldn't because i'm not i've never been a fan of like nick at night or like any of those shows from that time and it was just so hard even though i know that there's so many like cool little gems that we have to look for in episode one i just could not get into it did, did you have a problem just because of the format of the show okay now i will admit this now see when Tony and I discussed we were gonna watch the show to talk about it for you guys, I had not seen it. Tone had already seen it. And so when I and and Tone did not seem excited about discussing it because he was not feeling the first two episodes. As soon as I started watching it, I'm like, oh, I absolutely get it. <laughs> because literally the first two episodes other than if you're a hardcore fan like 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 tone said of nick at night of these classic old sitcoms and you can admire the set and you can admire the production values because they spent money it they made it look like a period correct show um and the second episode is based on bewitched and it looks spectacular but it was a long slog because okay I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but I think I need at least a back <laughs> rub or something because we talked about uh, WandaVision on last weekly, uh, the trailer. And I told you from that trailer that they're clearly in some kind of alternate reality to try to control them. And, uh, and, and all you clearly there's all kinds of nods to it where things are happy they don't feel quite right and there uh, at one point in episode one um uh, uh wanda and vision are asked by uh vision's boss because he has like a job uh an office job he asked him uh, oh well where did you, where are you guys from uh where did you guys meet and why'd you move to Westview, which is the the town they live in? And they're they're thinking really hard, but they don't un- they they can't remember their backstory. They just all of a sudden they just kind of like arrived in this town and they were married. And they're asked like, why don't you have wedding rings? And like they could not answer those questions, and they looked confused when it happened. And so I thought like it's because they're in some kind of program. They're in some kind of like Truman Show type thing, and um. Later in episode, uh, uh, like, uh, uh, three we see the neighbor is like trimming their hedges and then they start keep trimming the hedges and they start trimming the actual fence there's they're sawing through their hedges through the fence and it's just like everything seems a little off and uh not quite right and there's at one point there's a doctor in the uh third episode wait a second uh, it could be a spoiler there kevin are we gonna are we gonna speak spoilers oh well, we're oh we, we're we already gave the warning that we're go oh we, we did you know what Spoiler alert. Okay. We, when I said we're going to go in deep, that means we're going in deep. <laughs> so if you want to stop listening now and go check out the episodes and then come back and listen to more and be like, you guys are all wrong or I agree totally, which is probably what you're going to say. So feel free to stop and come back 
or continue listening because you 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 enjoy spoilers. Because you know what, we're at, what I'm going to tell you, I'm going to say something very bold right now. You don't need to watch episodes one or two of this. In fact, if we weren't talking about this on the show tone, I would have stopped watching around the ten minute mark of episode one. Because oh, right. it was just like such a slog to get mm-hmm. through episodes one and two. Because I knew, I told you, I knew it. I'm like, they're they're trapped in some kind of matrixy kind of thing, or they're trapped in some kind of Truman Show. Um, and if you remember the Truman Show movie, where someone's in a false reality, they don't know that everybody around them in their life is are, are actors, and they're 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 in a play with a real person who, who's really reacting, but they don't know they're trapped in a play or a television show. And that's what this is. I think they're trying to control uh, Wanda's powers and Vision's prop powers. Um, I first I thought it could be in the space. Uh, like you mentioned the, the the timeline thing, like when is this happening? My guess it would be, uh, it has to be after the events of what happened in the past, because at one point, um, I mean, in, in other words, it's new canon. It's not, it's not something that happened between Avengers movies or something. I think this would be after the last Avengers movies, Infinity War. Um, it would have to be not no uh, Endgame. It would have Endgame. to be after Endgame mm-hmm. because Vision is alive. If remember in the at the end of uh, of um, Infinity War, both Vision and Wanda are gone. So it can't be between those two movies. Because they don't exist anymore at the end of that movie, so it have to me it, it makes sense that it would be after that movie. Would you well, not agree? Uh, but oddly enough, um, after watching um the episodes, I I, I just I was wondering like so because I, I have Disney Plus, so I went back and I and I just watched the end of Endgame, and then the last time we saw Wanda, she was um by the if you haven't watched Endgame by now, I'm sorry, but this is spoiler coming. <laughs> oh, spoiler alert for Endgame, the big the biggest motion picture in history. Ever. Spoiler alert. Um, so when she's at Tony's wedding, wow. Um, I mean, not wedding, at his funeral. I think that's the last time we see her. So that I, it's such a big jump, like the way they just they crammed you in in this new in this new show. And it's like the last time we saw her, she was at the funeral. So I, I, there's really no indication when this is taking place. Well, the reason why I think it's after also is there's a thing. There's a moment where she's they're they're both hearing noises outside their house and they don't know where where they're coming from she goes outside and she finds a helicopter in this black and white world but the helicopter is in color and it's the colors of iron man and she looks at it and she's confused by it but she knows it means something and when a neighbor comes by she hides it in the bushes so i believe that her that, that her memory and her and vision's memories have been wiped and they're being played with or, or brainwashed or or Trump's someone trying to get control over them and so and so some of these memories are coming back in and then also at one point at the end of the episode you can hear someone uh, uh at the end of second episode you can hear someone saying faintly asking uh uh who is doing this to you wanda who's doing this and it's very faint at the end and so where is that so it's like someone's trying to reach her so i feel like there's someone is like breaking into the matrix or they're sending signals with their mind at one point there's this neighbor who gets tossed out but i'm wondering if she might actually be a friend not a foe um uh uh, uh geraldine she at one point wanda she has twins and so she's saying she all of a sudden remembers that she had a brother and then and then geraldine says she goes yes your brother was killed by voltron and then wanda says what and so Geraldine's like, uh, nothing. 
I was like, your babies are cute. <laughs> and so, uh, and then all of a sudden we see Geraldine flying uh, uh, through some kind of like electronic, like a force field. And then all of a sudden we see all these people, like these paramilitary guys surrounding her in a helicopter spotlight on her as she lies unconscious on the ground. And so the other neighbors were talking about, they were gossiping about how like, you know, Geraldine doesn't even have a house. <laughs> Who is she? She doesn't have a husband. She doesn't have a house. How is she in our neighborhood? How do nobody really knows where she came from? So I believe she infiltrated and she was trying to get Vision and uh, Wanda to wake up because they're being played with her. I don't know. Maybe it's the government or something. The same shadowy the oh, Hydra. Damn them. You know what's crazy, Kevin? When you said you don't need to watch episode one and two, you know what? After watching the third episode, I kind of agree. I, I know people who are crazy Marvel people who they want to, like, you know, analyze every little Easter egg. Okay, that's for you. But besides the fact that we were introduced to the characters, like, you know, everybody outside of a Wanda and Vision, you really don't need to see the first two episodes. Like, as far as pacing, I completely agree with you. Whenever they, whenever they chose to release this, I really think they should have released the first three episodes together because I was so I was so unhappy after the first two. Oh and my, the third you're one. right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. People are so turned off. I think they probably wouldn't even continue watching. A lot of people that are true MC, uh, unless they're the heart die, like you said, the diehard people who look for all the Easter eggs. You know what? I got. I love you, people, because I love to. The people that were willing to watch these episodes five and six times to find every single yep. Easter egg. I am not you. I am not that one. <laughs> but. I'm willing to watch your five-minute synopsis of the, all the uh, Easter eggs on YouTube in a heartbeat. I'm like, yeah, serve them up to me. But I'm not going to watch with a magnifying glass looking for every single thing. I remember watching Westworld, and then there were people who figured out, spoiler alert, that in a series, season one takes place in more than one time period. And some crafty people are like that. Well, at one point, the reason how you know is when one when somebody's on an escalator, the 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 logo for Westworld is slightly different. I'm like, who the hell are you? <laughs> the, the logo is slightly different. <laughs> Kevin, when I found out, it blew me away. And you're right. I found out on YouTube before it happened. I was like, oh, my God, who figured this out? <laughs> so yeah i love when people i love people like that i i could just never be like that myself and so i'm sure there's all kinds of fun things for people so if okay so let me let me add a caveat so if you're a true lover of classic sitcoms and you really you really love to see like things that are meticulously well done like you know people who there are people that used to watch like Mad Men just for the fashion because you felt like you tr- you felt transported to another time it was so well done these are impeccably done all the clothes the, the the wardrobe for Wanda and Vision and the kind of the laugh track tone mentions, all of it feels super true to the things that they're doing parodies of. But the difference is, my issue with it is this. It feels like an SNL skit that is way too long, long. because you can you can do a parody of that in five minutes and be done literally all what happens in episode one and two they could have done all that they could have literally started in episode three and you lose nothing by just watching episode three because because all, all that happens in episode two uh, one and two is just like something's off and in episode three, something's off. And then we get a reveal that there's something beyond the thing that's off. We we could do that in episode, uh, literally those first episodes are an absolute waste of time. 
And since they have these like really unique little intros for every episode, that's kind of like a different time a period. I feel like you don't even miss for the first two episodes. Like it feels like it's for it's beginning again the third episode. Oh, uh, you know what? I will say this: if you want to watch one thing, go to YouTube and watch the parody intro for Bewitched, the Wanda version of Bewitched. That is adorable. The little animated thing is so cute if you love the original bewitched uh intro the wanda version is super cute that's super fun but yeah you don't need to watch the whole episode yeah the you hit it on the head kevin like they're so meticulous with the with the, with the actual aesthetics the sound design it even sounded like an old show and something that i thought really was really cool at the end of the um there, there's these transitions as far as as far as like visual aesthetics like the beginning of the first episode you go the the, the credits turn black and white and you introduce this black and white world with the letterhead on the side of the tv you're watching it like in non-hd and at the end of the third episode you saw that it went to widescreen so i thought that was really cool but i really wish they like you said they compressed these three episodes into one big episode instead of like making us drag on through the first yeah two. it didn't need to be it could have the each episode is like 30 minutes they literally could have done i'd say a 45 minute first episode they could have extended episode uh three into 45 minutes Mm -hmm. and put any other weird easter eggs they want to put in because at one point there's like a bee guy in a beekeeper's outfit that comes out of a manhole and wanda's like no and then all of a sudden the show rewinds Mm -hmm. on itself and then she has an alternate version of what happens following that where we don't see that mysterious person in the beekeeper outfit so it's just like for that moment we don't need a whole episode just to have that moment we don't need a whole episode just to see the helicopter toy that looks like a uh, uh, looks like Iron Man. No, and the fact that we only have nine episodes, so I'm expecting these next six episodes to be off the chain. <laughs> oh, they better be, because the whole, the whole, the last five minutes, uh, or the last four or five minutes of episode three is where the show to me starts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I uh, now, do you recognize? I I know I've seen the symbol that because there's a whole thing what starts the whole where Wanda starts questioning who Geraldine is and and what's happening with her. She notices this necklace around her neck, and it has a symbol. It's like an upside-down cross with a hoop on it or something. Do you know? I, I, is there, is, I thought there was like a superhero that has that symbol that is like kind of like has a, the same kind of powers or is the nemesis f- for um, Doctor Strange that is his big enemy that wears that symbol or something am i remembering that correctly or wrong because i you know more about the mcu i way more than me well here here's some comic book spoilers coming your way in in the comic books um shield after the events um that were depicted during the the captain america movies when they were infiltrated by hydra they come back as the the partner of shield which is sword so that symbol represents sword so it represents like the new version of shield <gasps> oh so okay so again so i'm even more convinced that means hydra or some other organization is the ones that are keeping vision and wanda in that weird like uh it kind of looked like something if you've seen the first thor movie it sounds kind of like it looked like kind of like that facility they, they didn't show you that they just showed you the fence so like i thought that was pretty cool because i just wanted them to you know pan a little bit right but it didn't happen 
Yeah, oh yeah, I definitely wanted more. And it definitely this episode makes me want to keep watching. Honestly, mm-hmm. if it weren't for our show, I would not have kept watching. I would have maybe tuned in later because I was I was convinced from the moment I saw that trailer that I was right about what's happening in the show. And um so I would have wanted to watch just to see if I was right, but I would not have sat through multiple episodes of the beginning that the, the first two episodes were like they were us they were literally like around each one of them were less than thirty five minutes long, but they felt like a slog to get through it's so these the there's so people understand how slow the two episodes were i love like mcu and comic book of tv shows and movies and if kevin hadn't told me hey watch the episode so we can talk about it i actually put off why i didn't even watch the episode that's how crazy it came out today's friday i didn't even watch it i was like you know what i'll watch it when i get a chance because i was just so put off from the first two and now i'm really excited to see what's going to happen in the fourth episode Oh my god, I can't wait. I literally can't wait till next week to see where this goes and who who is the mysterious Geraldine and did she die? Cuz it did not look good for her <laughs> at the end of episode 3. So, I don't know. Hopefully she has some kind of healing powers or somebody nearby does cuz it doesn't look it looks like curtains for Geraldine. Kevin, what do you think of Disney's uh, approach that they're they're releasing just nine episodes uh, of these sh- of this particular show, and then God knows how long we're gonna have to wait for the for the next season, and then the next show, from what I understand, is Falcon and Winter Soldier. So, would would, would you are you basically saying you understand why they're giving it to us piecemeal, or, or or do you agree with me like they should release at least two shows at the same time? Oh, absolutely, I think they would. Tone everything has been affected by COVID. Everybody is stretching and piecemealing things things and trying to buy things or things that were supposed to be originally uh theatrical releases to basically fill these slots they have they have a huge um audience that have, is ravenous and they want to keep them and um because i've been dropping st- streaming services left and right i'm i just uh, dropped cbs all access today because um wow. i just finished the star trek discovery the m- most recent season and i finished lower decks and picard season two there's no word on when that's going to come back so when whenever six months eight months from now when those shows come back then i'll sign up again and so they're trying to basically keep uh keep subscribers that that don't the 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 people they're going to easily easily keep are people that have children because they can watch your kid will can watch frozen 2 8 mm-hmm. billion times mm-hmm. in a row but someone like me i saw frozen i saw frozen 2 i watched all the mcu movies peace out bye and so <laughs> then they got me back to watch soul and then they got me with WandaVision for a little bit. And so they're, I think that when WandaVision ends, then, uh, the Captain America, uh, the, the Falcon Fucking and, Soldier. yeah, that will come on. The, the question is this. This, may, there might be a reason for this. This is a theory. Don't, don't attack me yet. Give me a chance. What if these shows are connected as in the end of WandaVision will be the beginning? of falcon and the winter soldier especially if this especially if hydra or slash shield or the sword or whatever is involved in this the story might take us to a place where it can it can continue or it'll have threads that will finish or can move on to the next series so maybe they were designed to air in a row um because I don't think the Wanda. I don't think we're going to get a second season of WandaVision. I think that this is this. I think that these things are more like a mini series, like an old school mini series oh. that we're going to tell this. This story is going to be told over 
nine episodes. So to me, my guess is the story is Wanda and Vision have been captured by somebody, trying to get them to do something to destroy the world, take control of the world or something like that. And them trying to either break free or are trying to break free of this mind control or try to be rescued or whatever. And maybe Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier might be involved at the end of that or uh, helping, um, helping, uh, uh, what was her name? Uh, 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 Geraldine save them or whatever. Who knows? And Geraldine could be a love interest for Hawk. Who knows? Tie it all together. You know what? Call me Disney. I can help you write this. <laughs> Kevin's like Kevin's theories are so sometimes so out there. You throw so many crazy theories up there that one of them gotta be right, right? <laughs> well, you know what? I still I still say that my ending for New Mutants might would have been better than the actual ending. So I stand by that. <laughs> I completely agree with you, Chad. To this day, I tell him about that 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 the helicopter ending. That is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I give it. All right. So I I can't. I believe it, but I think we're at the end of the episode, aren't we, Tone? Yes. Believe it or not, it <laughs> shockingly so. Quick. so- all right um we can't recap every story but we would (laughs) like to talk about what you'd like us to so if you see anything going on in the news pop culture or entertainment you want to hear our take on or if there's some show you want us to spoil for you (laughs) let us know You can message us on Twitter or Instagram. We're at Last Weekly on both. Uh, and also, you can leave us a voice message. Um, on Just go to lastweekly.com and you can leave us a voice message and uh, with your question or comment about anything that we talked about on today's episode. And you could actually be a part of the show. And um, also, you can watch us on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel. If you, if you can't get enough last weekly here, go there and get a little bit more. <laughs> All right, Tone. And how can people listen to our podcast other than how they're listening right now? Well, aside from checking us out on YouTube, like Kevin just said, definitely check us out on Apple Podcasts. You can listen to us on Stitcher. You can listen to us on Spotify. And definitely can listen to us on WJMSRadio.com every Sunday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern and at 1.30 p.m pacific now if you want to listen on fridays that's right we can also listen to us on fridays now at 11 a.m eastern and at 8 a.m pacific and get to make it easy because that's what we do around here we make things easy just go to lastweekly.com for all the links to where you can listen to us and remember that the last weekly theme song is a sung lush by dyla all right. Uh, again, uh, we want to thank you so much for listening and supporting us through these incredibly turbulent, crazy, dark times. And I'm going to end the show a little differently than how I normally end it. I want to end it on a very positive note. Okay. Siri, who is the president of the United States? Joe Biden is the president of the United States. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the stuff. <laughs> all right so don't forget to join us for the next episode of last weekly because the week doesn't end say it with me tone Uh, until we say so so. (laughs) i don't believe you still do that (laughs) oh i'll be doing it for weeks bye-bye bye-bye For years, it was the president of the United States. <laughs>